Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But are we good? That's the real question. And I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard on uh, good authority that we're doing it live. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> hey, yo. You ever think about the fact that we took that from like one of the most violent clips from a news guy ever and and we've like turned it into our entire intro for the show? And like no one ever catches on. He was so mad, bro. He was so upset. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P Kid is in the building. Tevin Jenkins might be coming off IR. Can the Chicago Bears keep the offense going? And is there anything out there for Chase Claypool? I mean, like that's that's really ah, you know what I mean? It's just just just. All that and more in today's episode of the Witty City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Of course, we'll be hitting on any breaking news that we got today. Uh, outside of this uh, dismal football team, what's going on with you, kid? How you feeling, my guy? Hey, man, listen, I'm enjoying the ride, man. I'm enjoying the ride of being a Bears fan. <laughs> being a Bears fan, being a Bulls fan, being a Cubs fan. You know, you see there's a lot of consistency. Right oh, yeah. There. Oh, it's it's painful, bro. It's lot, not even fun. Ills. A lot of ills right there. You so. want you want me to start this thing off with a real stat? Do you want me to start this off for you with a real stat on how bad things are? Go for it. I'm not even talking about just this year. I'm talking about in the history of this franchise. Go for it. Hit that like button, y'all. Strap yourselves in on this one. The New England Patriots have won seven have had have had a season. For 17 consecutive seasons, while they had Tom Brady, where they won double-digit games. I got this stat from Carmen DeFalco today. Shout out to him. Had a great time on the show with him today. How far back in Chicago Bears history do you have to get, or do you have to go back before you get to 17 double-digit win seasons for the Chicago Bears? 30 years. Get, give me whatever year you think that is. 17, right? You said how many wins? So the Patriots had 17 consecutive double-digit win seasons. So 10 or more. How far back do you have to go before you get to the Chicago Bears having 17 double-digit win seasons? Not consecutive, just how far back. Like oh, if you, you went year by year by year. 60s. <laughs> 60s, 70s, we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't? 40s. 1942. Yeah, because we won all the, uh, they weren't called Super Bowls back then. What were they called? Championships. No, no, no. Championships. My guy, my guy, you got to understand this. 17 seasons over the last 100 years. Or what is that? Is that 80 years? Over the last 80 years, the Chicago Bears have had double digit wins. I don't think I'm getting what you're putting down. Are you trying to tell me that we had we the Patriots accomplished in the last 20 what we what took us 80 years? Yeah, that is exactly what I'm trying to tell you right now. Oh, that makes me feel great. <laughs> um, hey, listen. Every day I just look at my dad and I'm just like, hey, bro, why you do this to me? Like, like, like look, I don't want to be Ringo, right? Like, Ringo's not in a good situation either, but at least he got a couple of Super Bowls. But my God. Super Bowls against the GOAT. I mean, like, he could brag all he wants <laughs> hey, to for hey. the next couple years off that. Bro. It's, he beat Tom twice. Bro, I mean, it's That's so, the one thing Rigo can say I can never take a fumble. It's so twice. bad, bro. And it's not getting better. That's the problem, man. I mean, like, that's 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 the biggest issue with this team. Here's the question to start things off. Let's jump into the show, man, because I don't want to bring people down. Let's start on the positive. 
Can the Chicago Bears maintain what we saw offensively heading into this Washington Commanders game? Washington Commanders, of course, have a much more stout front seven on their roster. I mean, we're dealing with a completely different defense. We go from playing one of the worst defenses in NFL, uh, arguably right now in NFL history, uh, to going to play one of the better defenses in the Chicago Bears, uh, uh, on the Chicago Bears lineup this season in the Washington Commanders. That front seven, of course, bunch of dogs on there. Kid, what are your thoughts on what we saw offensively out of the Bears? That was good for the most part. And then... Will that be able to maintain versus commander's team where the pressure will be much more than what Justin faced on Sunday? I think really, excuse me. I think, uh, I'm about to say, I, I don't know why I'm having a mental. Are you problem. having a stroke right now? Dog? Are you good? Stroke right are now? you good? The heck just happened. Jesus. I got ner- I'm nervous. I'm All right, nervous. Listen. All right, let's run that back. All right, listen, rewind. Okay. All right, listen, here we go. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think realistically, we didn't expect the commanders to be what they are. So for us to for us to sit there and say, hey, this front seven is better than the Broncos front seven and stuff like that. Like I think this is a real test. And then even on top of that, Sam Howe was cooking. So like I look at this as like a real, I think this is gonna be a kick in a uh kick on the groin, realistically, if I if I have to be honest with you, because it's like, yo, we are looking at teams who we all pick to dominate moving into this season. Yeah. And we're now looking at them like. I don't know about that one. You know, Commanders, we all thought was a dub. Like, I don't know anybody who said that that was not going to be a dub for yep. us before we rolled into the season. I'm so not sure of that right now. So, you know, to directly answer your question, I look at that and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for what happens this Thursday. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at another L because they are a much, put to, much more put-together team than the Broncos are right now because they can play both sides of the ball at a high level. I think I think it's just right. Like for me, when I look at the Bears' offense and what it did, they did some good things. I think that they really did adjust to what Justin Fields needed to have done. Uh, I think that that the one thing that we saw that I think can maintain, and this is maybe the only thing that maintains going into this. Well, you know what? The two things I'll say this. And thank you for bringing it back to maintain. I lost the entire. Hey, thought. hey, yeah, like, you had a stroke, what? and I, I just wanted you to be okay. Yeah, I did. are you okay, sir? Uh, but mm. no, <laughs> but you know, I, I just want this Chicago Bears team basically to go out there, and I think that they can do two things well: run the football again. The, what you did with Khalil Herbert opened things up so much for this team, and and that's realistically what this team was built on last season. I don't know why in the first four weeks of the season we thought we were going to drop back and all of a sudden, boom, 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 Justin's going to be Aaron Rodgers back there. It's like, hey, yo, can we get him, you know, a little bit, maybe just like, just a a little. Can we get a little bit of, you know, regular play? Can I get competent quarterback play to start things off you know in the beginning of this uh the best of justin not not i don't want to see him in the aaron Rodgers like you know template like let him just be him like well and even that right like i think it took four weeks for us to get to him just being him and it took him calling out his offensive play caller in a way right and and, on all of that but i think that the bears can run the ball well that opens things up for him and i think that listen no matter what and I need the Bears to understand this. And I know we haven't had this a lot. We've had it with, with uh, uh, Brandon Marshall. But you have a receiver on your team that it don't matter what they do on the other side. You really do. What we saw from DJ Moore Sunday told me that it matters very, very little what they do on the other side of the football. Why? Because this guy was in double coverage, triple coverage, still being able to come down with the football. They threw a ball in there. I I, I was sitting there, right? I, I keep going back to this play. But that was a play that the ball got in there, and the defender looked at him and was like, oh, my God, he caught it. He couldn't believe that he had actually caught the ball. And so to me, right, like, I, I just, I, I think that, if we're talking about maintaining, my question is, can the players maintain what they saw? Though The offensive line is the biggest question of all, right? And you're going up against a very different front seven. We'll talk about, you know, Tevin Jenkins possibly coming back in. What would that help? What wouldn't it help? You know what I mean? But realistically, right, if the Bears can offer any kind of protection, you can run this football and push that offensive line forward I think that you're in a better situation there to go out there and actually compete on the offensive end now listen the reason I titled this on the offense there's no fixing this defense and I need people to understand this there's a key thing missing with this deep no matter what Flus is as a coach right we're going to be running cover two probably with the next coach as well you know what if you can't get pressure with your front four it don't work 
Now, do I want to see him adjust off of that? Yeah. Do I want to see him blitz more off of that? Yeah. You know what blitzing more does? Tells you to bring bodies. Bringing more bodies means less people in coverage. Less people in coverage means somebody's open. Yeah. And then at the same time, you don't have the personnel on our defense. You don't have the three tech that you needed to actually run this particular uh, defense. Yeah. So, again, I don't look at that. And, again, I don't look at this as – I, I, again, call me casual, call me whatever, but like I never looked at the season as, oh yeah, I need to build the defense out. Like again, Pat said it, we've heard it on, we've heard it from all everyone. What's the one thing the Bears can do? Run the football and do what? Oh, they can build a defense. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, sir. I'm not. I'm not worried about you building a defense. I'm at not the end worried of the day. about you building no goddamn defense. It's all I've known my entire life. In fact, we've built the defense so good we made a Super Bowl. We're one of the worst QBs in history. At least in my opinion, he was one of the worst computers. But like still, that's oh, how Rex, good our Rex, defense Rex, was. Rex made a Super Bowl. Yo, you I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, he just called Jim McMahon one of the worst QBs in history. I had to be no, oh, Rex, Rex. Rex. We're talking about Rex. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, here. like I'm like for yeah, real. No, like, you you are correct on that, sir. Like one of the worst QBs in history. So like that's how good our defense was. Our our defense and our special teams were that good. Yeah. That one of them's in the Hall of Fame. Did he make it? He made it, right? No, they haven't made it yet. They haven't put in the final tally yet, though. So he, he, we hope, we hope, Don't we hope. Stupid, you are. We hope, we, we hope. hope, right? So, like, that's the one thing we've always known. We don't want to see that right now. And again, that may sound like a casual answer, but what are we really trying to do? Evaluate our offense. Yeah. So I see Justin, and the question is, can we maintain it? And it all boils down to two things: Is Flus going to allow? Uh, is Getsy going to call the same game? Right? Is he going to scheme to Justin's strength? Yeah. You tried it in a way that didn't work. Everyone told you it didn't work. So now that you know that it doesn't work, are you going to now listen to these players and put them in the best position to perform? And now is Justin going to trust it? Because no matter what, it still doesn't negate the bad decisions. It still doesn't negate the turnovers. Yeah. It still doesn't negate any of those things that he still has stacked against him. It just makes the situation worse when you also have something that's not playing to your strengths and you're playing bad. like So, like, it's a compound thing. So now it's like, hey, those are the two things. If we can see the game being called the same way or at least to Justin's strengths and he doesn't perform, that's one thing. But if if Getsy doesn't even give him the opportunity, now it's like, dog, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Let, the, let your bulls run. Yeah. And the, we haven't seen both of those things on a consistent basis for us to feel hopeful about it. But I'm hoping that that is the one thing that is just let him play. Yeah. And I think Live that's, that's, that's the, that's the one thing right where, and, and I said this a couple of times, said this on the Chicago bears podcast as well. And on the post post game show, right? Like realistically, when you look at what this team is, all of a sudden the first three weeks, abysmal, Horrible. There's nothing to talk about. There was nothing that was good. There was nothing worth even going back and watching the tape over because you just literally – I talked with Tommy Waddle today, and he's just like, going over mm-hmm. to 22 is giving me a headache, bro. And I was like, I feel you because, listen, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, maybe I'm stupid. Like, you don't know how many times on the All-22 I go, maybe I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> Maybe I don't know how offenses work the way I think I do. And so I just text him. I'd be like, hey, what's he supposed to be doing here? Hey, what's supposed to be happening here? I'm literally sending these messages out all the time. And and Tommy's literally like, he's like, no, it makes my head hurt watching what these guys did the first three weeks. And now, right, you're starting to see them kind of change over the team that they were, change over who they were turning into in week four. With the game playing in, it only took four of your players on offense and you actually getting one of them possibly up out of here. I know possibly. Four, yeah, he got it. He's out of here, bro. It's, it's not going to happen, bro. He's, he's out of here. But it, Healthy scratch and you ain't welcome back into the Yeah, yeah, It's a tough one. They brought back a dude off IR before they brought you and brought somebody in off the practice squad. Like, Oh, they already figured a replacement, my boy. Well, no, he's a safety. He's a safety, but it's it's just one of those things to me where yeah, (laughs) tough. (laughs) No, he a receiver, gross. Uh, He should be a safety because catching ain't can't can't catch. But no, to me, right, like you're you're in that moment where in week four I saw a change because the offense turned vertical. It was going downfield. Even the quick passes were forward. Wasn't a lot of screens. Wasn't a like I saw slants. I haven't seen slants all season. I didn't think that he knew how to call one, right? And so for me, 
the small things that I saw improve in Getsy's game plan and in Justin's game attacking those, I also think they just cut the field in half. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that give me a little bit more of a positive feeling. But you're also pairing that with the fact that you were going up against a defensive line that that couldn't put pressure on us. Like, like yeah, you, like it was it was horrible. You know what I he mean? Had like time to pass. He had time to pass, and he had opportunity. And you know, we still they still got turnovers out of it, which yeah. is uh, interesting. So I mean, there's something to worry about. But I, I keep telling people this, like if you all and a lot of people in our chat, a lot of people on CHGO and all these other networks that yeah, you yeah. see people like to chime into, they all say this. This is Justin's first real, real shot. Well, if this is his first real shot, then expect him to make some mistakes and to let him make those mistakes. Yeah. Like, let him go out there and throw that. Man, maybe he shouldn't have thrown it. Like, let him get that out because he how do you improve something you're not doing? You can't. Practice this practice is practice. That's different. You these game reps matter. So be like I would rather him go out there. I don't want to say chucking it because that just gives it the assumption that I don't care about the offense either, us winning. But like allow him to like really be a QB. Let him to be him. If he's a passer and you give him that, cool. Allow him to take those those shots to DJ Moore and, and see if he can come up with it or not. You know, like that shot to, to Cole Komet. It's 50 50 on what, however, you feel about it. Some people, I mean, he admitted that Cole sat, followed the rules. He thought he's seeing something different. But you know what? It's the simple fact that he was trying to anticipate something different. He was yeah. trying to do something different. And it didn't work out. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. You want to know why? Because we didn't get it before. We were taking all that away from him. But now he's trying to develop touch. He's trying to develop a feel with his guys so they can build that chemistry. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes had plenty of times where he turned the ball over trying to get in sync with uh, Travis Kelsey before they got it together. Like, it, it did happen. He didn't throw a whole bunch of them. He threw them. <laughs> he threw them. Like, it's been yeah. plenty of times they was like, what is Patrick Mahomes doing? But because you was putting up points with, with everyone else, no one cared because you still won the game. Like, the game that he just had, he was trash. Zach Wilson looked better than Patrick Mahomes this last game. He was trash. But it's Patrick Mahomes. He wins. You know you know it. He's proven it. But he's had, he has that Heck of a hold. I want Justin to be in that same situation. Give him that leeway. Heck of a hold. So I'm not looking at the commander's game as we need a win or this, that, and the other. Is my offense clicking? Yeah. Are, we, are we on the same page? Are we building touch and stuff like that? Because that is the difference between where he is and, unfortunately, where we got I, – I don't know if you want to jump into it. I just throw it out there where C.J. Stroud is already yeah. with his receivers. Where Anthony Richardson is developing with his receivers. Where Sunshine is. Where Sunshine has a better receiving core. I'm not even going to stunt. But like, like they all these people who are his contemporaries and peers, who we judge him with, they have that opportunity. I want him to have that same one. The C.J. Stroud conversation is an interesting one because you see two times now where they've been able to go. And now, listen, I'm also reserving judgment to see if he falls off the face of the earth. We've seen that as well, right? Like. He looks great now. I love it. Let's see if guys get tape on him and they're able to adjust to him and they're able to go out there and and, and outplay him, right? Like, it, I, I I do reserve that. His, I'm reserving rights on everybody until I see you complete two years from now on. I will not be fooled anymore. What you mean? Because Brian, mean? everybody thought Brian Dayball was amazing. <laughs> they thought he was a genius. They thought that there's he's... He's going to fix Daniel Jones to a certain point and then go get a better quarterback. Brian Dable don't look like he can coach out of a brown paper bag right now. And listen, they're missing they're missing a they're missing a major piece on their offensive line and yep. their quarterback looks god awful. Like both are true. <laughs> hey, quarterback looks god awful. Guess what? We in year 2. Year 1, coach of the year. Love it. Guess what? So was Matt Nagy. Year 2? Hey, What's going on? But you just admitted personnel was different. Coach of the year for Matt Nagy, personnel was different. Uh, coach, you know, coach of the year or, or runner up. I, I don't know if he, I forgot if he won or not. I'm sorry. Um, but he looked real good. Did he win? He won, didn't he? Who, Matt Nagy? No, uh, Dable. Dable won? Uh, last year, yes. Brian Dable was the coach of yeah. the year, I believe. He deserved it last year. He coached a really, he coached him up. He got, he did have Daniel Jones look better. But like you mentioned, personnel was a little different. Yeah. Right now, like, I felt bad for Daniel Jones. 
And I don't think it has anything to do with the play call and anything like that. He just don't have the personnel to block for him. Like he Yeah, Brian like Dable's 2023 coach of the year. Listen, I get you, right? But, but he still look bad. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, right? Like, he drives him down the field. That that throw, and I know they're not going to talk about it. The pick six, and, and Dable's not going to tell you nothing. He's not going to tell you what he wanted him to do. But it's one of them things where he was like, you could tell in the post-game interview, what were you even doing looking over there? <laughs> What made oh, you? In the game. You know what I mean? Like you, in you can game, tell when Dabo was talking about in the post game interview. He's like, "What were you doing looking over there?" Like you, I told you what to do with it. You got to do right. So it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm just I'm just reserving my right on what people are gonna be for the rest of my life until I see it for a couple years. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I feel it's that, like it's like I, I like this in the moment. Let's see that. it after next season because realistically. No Saquon Barkley. Everything is different right now for what Brian Dayball is doing. But the problem, again, this goes back to what the conversation around Flus, right? I thought Brian Dayball was a great leader, a great leader of men. There are, mo- there are moments where you see it out there where it's I'm like, I get frustration, but you but you don't see, right? Like you, you, you rarely see, like who Daniel Jones is, you're not going to see him like flinging tablets across the table like yeah i mean like if, if it's like hey that's on me blah, blah blah like i i don't know there are certain things that tell you okay this guy has the respect of his locker room i'm not saying he doesn't have that but four games into a season and you losing a few games you're losing badly but i see a lot of like the little things where you like ah that could be the thing that like people won't like even if you change the quarterback that could be the thing that people won't vibe with you even if this situation changes. Because realistically, you got to think about it. Next year, they're going into this. You probably don't have Saquon. You don't have Daniel Jones. Oh, they're in full rebuild mode. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the, to be honest with you, I, I, here's the thing, and no one's going to like this answer. I think sometimes people are put in situations that don't accentuate their talents. I don't think Daniel Jones has gotten – the greatest opportunity to excel. I've always looked at Daniel Jones and say, that's what we look like. His situation like literally mirrored ours. Like he, if he did have a, he had a run game, he had great runner uh, running back. He gets injured, all that stuff. And I'm like, man, if you wanted to just take the counterpart of who we look like, it's the giants. Yeah. Because that boy is out there running for his life. And when he is out there trying to make a play, it's forced. It's a lot under pressure. He's not able to make mistakes because they're playing so bad, because he's always under pressure. So, like, everything is magnified when you're already losing. And it's like, okay, we're losing. And you clearly see he's getting sacked a thousand and one times. But now he throws a pick. And it's like, well, I mean, God, like, everyone throws a pick. But still, like, and it just compounds. And that that noise gets louder and louder and louder. Um, You see what's happening with Zach Wilson. I think uh, now, mind you, Zach Wilson did a lot of that to himself. I think you even mentioned that uh, in the conversation we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did a lot. He's of that maturing to a lot. He's matured He's a lot in a year. I like that. Aaron's got there, so it helps him a lot. But you see how the national media talks about him? Like I don't know who Buddy. I forgot who Buddy was. It did the hey, post game. Nah. Hey, Shannon. Chiefs. Shannon Sharp be dogging my man. And I love it. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's so funny to me, bro. Shannon said. What did, say, what did he say about him? I sent it to y'all. What did Shannon he say? He said he couldn't play dead in a horror flick. <laughs> Yo, that's the wildest. That, that was crazy ever. to me. That's that the wildest bar ever, like, bro. It's like I, I feel bad for that kid because. Yo, you literally have to walk into work knowing that the entire city just wanted you gone. Yeah. And they can't now you're the starting QB. And he's actually playing a little better. So I feel sorry for that. I felt sorry for Justin, which is why I said we should have traded him because we did not have the situation for him. I don't care what nobody said. We were not in the situation for Justin. We were not prepared. And I think Pose tried to make it work. I like the moves he made. But clearly, like, you got to realize that this is a 50-50 at this point. Like, yeah, we could yeah. literally ruin this kid's career if we don't get this together. All because of how he started. It's a tough road. People don't always get a second shot. People don't always get the Geno Smith look. Hell, Geno Smith I really think, I think fortunate. I think the thing with Justin is Justin will get a second shot. There's so many that, there's so many people in the world that believe that Justin Fields is getting screwed up by the Chicago Bears. It's crazy. 
there's there's so many people in like that. The Falcons would be interested. Like there's a bunch of teams out there that need quarterbacks that would be like, yeah, you bring him to us and we'll fix him. Now, will they? I don't know. But realistically, it's one of those situations for me. When I look at the quarterback situation now, and even right coming into this week, Tevin Jenkins is supposed to be back. Why are we rushing him back? Right. They're talking about Tevin Jenkins could be back this week. Uh, to play on Thursday night football. Now, granted, I don't know how much he practiced, if any, last week. Um, but practice this week is just walkthroughs. So when I see DNPs and stuff like that, that don't tell me nothing because some of these guys just know where to be, right? Eddie Jackson knows where to be. He got yeah. two DNPs in a row. He might be a full go tomorrow. Why is he a full go if he had two DNPs? Because it's all walkthroughs. They're not implementing anything this week. So for me, I look at the situation of, right, like, what Tevin Jenkins is and just saying we have to get him back because it's so bad. We know that he's our best offensive lineman that we can put out there versus this team. It's like, Hey bro, but it's a neck, it's a back injury or, or what was it? No, he strained both of his quads, right? Like it's, it's a quad injury. Is he going to be ready to go? Is he, or was he ready to go this whole time? But is he in the rhythm? Is he in practice? Is he in football shape since he's been out? Right? Like there's so many questions and I feel like the bears are just going, we have to put this guy out there because it's the only, it's the best option that we have. And I get that to an extent. Listen, it's football, right? It's football. I, I get it because here's the thing at the end of the day, we used to see guys do that all the time. I, I'm, I'm of the belief that with more care, as far as like the equipment and everything everybody gets and all of that stuff came less need. So let you had less of a need to go out there and force your body to be stronger than what it was. You have less of a need to go out there and take the brunt of whatever it, whatever you're dealing with or whatever pains you're going through and forcing your body to get overcome those pains. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that Tevin Jenkins is dealing with that, but for me, when you, you look at you what I what I'm what I want to say. You know you want to say it. You know you want to say it. Say what? This is Pat versus what? I don't even know what that means. Pat versus science. Go ahead. You a McDonald's. You a Chad Ocho Cinco McDonald's guy. Oh yeah, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. You want the 100%. you want the you want the uh you want the callus. You want the now I don't know. Listen, listen, I, I don't I don't believe in eating McDonald's just because I don't actually like McDonald's. <laughs> I slam some yeah, Wendy's gotta, any I day. Wean myself yeah, I mean I slam some Wendy's any day. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just that's a go-to for me. But for me, right, like when I when I look at how a lot of like even the NBA having to force people to play. Or the NFL kind of like, okay, you can't practice now because you're going to take these hits later. All yeah. ask, ask Mercedes Lewis, not even the old heads. Ask Mercedes Lewis. Shout out to everybody in the chat saying calf injury. It was calf injury. What I say? I said hamstrings or you quads? Said, uh, I think you said quad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. It was, it was, it was calf injury. My bad. Um, but no, like ask Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes, I heard Mercedes Lewis on the sideline talking to, uh, to T Med laughing because he didn't have to practice. Now, he wasn't saying, I want to be out there practicing. But what he was saying was, I grew up with two. I came up in the NFL with two a days. Like, I got the heck beat out of me every single day. And then the season started, yeah, you sore, but you used to them hits. He like, man, this is nothing. So for me, I think that there is a aspect of that in the modern day where it's like, Football players are supposed to play football. If they're able to play football, you put them out there. There's a difference between injured and hurt. Everybody's hurt. Yeah. If you're I, injured, I, I don't want to see you out there. But everybody's hurt. I think for the sake of just trying to build on some continuity um, and th- how quick this turnaround is, it's not a good idea. Well, so, I mean, it don't, it don't change. It ain't like he missed a week and came back. You know what I mean? Like the best place for him to get continuity is game reps because you're not they, they're not hitting. Well, I, I get you, but at the end of the day, like you said, practice was like a lot of walkthrough and stuff like that. And so you want to build, build – easing him back into that so that Justin – because, like, I saw Justin feel comfortable with where people were and what yeah. they were doing and stuff like that and knowing how that pocket was shaping up. Now, I know different team, different Very seven. Very different. We're going to have a different situation. Yeah, that boy going like, to be running. We're gonna, he going to be running. But, like, like he he developed some things with these, with these guys to a certain extent. And – I can foresee 
that adding Tevin too quickly into that, and let's say he's just he's just out of shape for for that. I'm not saying he's out of shape totally, but like he yeah, just yeah. hasn't had the game reps and stuff like that. He hasn't been playing. Period. Like you have you have to ease him back into that. So now he's expecting coverage in areas where Tevin just may not be able to do it because it's such a t- short turnaround. For yeah, him. yeah. I don't want to set Tevin up like that because the tape is gonna tell it. I don't want to set Justin up like that. Now, mind you, this is me at home just speculating, but like it kind of just makes sense if you think about it. Like if he's been on IR and it and the rules are he can't participate. Now you're like trying to get him up to speed on a high level game, and it's like, yo, nah, we we. I would rather ease him back into that. Give him a full week. Like if we play this Thursday, we don't play again to the next Sunday. How many? How many days is that? It's more than it's seven. Ten days. Like, ten days. Yeah, it's ten days. I'd rather him have that time to sit there and do that, them and them build from there, as opposed to rushing him back now. I think that would be an offensive malpractice and set Justin up for failure. Because again, even if Tevin does miss whatever block. It impacts Justin to such a degree, and he needs as much. But help as I he think here's the thing, right? If just if Tevin is bad when he comes back, which I doubt, right? Like he's gonna, Cody Whitehair is not good. He's not good at left guard. He's better than Tevin because he's available. I mean, yeah, but but it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you like hey, 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 listen, hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. There's certain players where you even look at it and be like, I don't know, man. You, he might be better than you did. Like I'm not <laughs> like yeah, man. <laughs> certain players I look at. I'm just like, hey, bro, look, yeah, I like yeah, you, you but like, see Cody, you better stop. Playing, he might be man. better than you did. Yeah, I mean, but I hey, think he go catch you. He go catch you one day in the post game. What he gonna like, do? Beat me up to the post post game and him you up. You hey, stop hey, <laughs> I got a lawyer too. Uh, <laughs> I can't beat him. What I can't beat him. <laughs> I can't beat him up. You know what I mean? Like. I like what I said with Olin. Right? I was like, I told, uh, I told uh, J Mac, I was like, I want to get Olin on the show, mainly just to talk about the Sam Mustafer situation. Him, I was like, uh, what he said? He said, uh, he said, you, you sure you want to? Because Sam Mustafer played well. He said, you sure you want to have him on for that conversation? I said, listen, either you gonna stuff me in a locker or he not. Either way, I'm, I'm gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna stand on the points that I said. Yeah, you know I mean, like he's seeing him in the off season. I'm gonna see him. I'm seeing him during the season. It's not pretty. <laughs> But but no, I just I just look at Tevin's situation. If Tevin comes in and he is bad, right? Say he's bad. That doesn't mean that you can't then say, Tevin, we thought you were a little bit further along. Sit back, chill, and then we'll put somebody else in and we'll bring you right back next week after the 10 days off. Right? Like if he's making a bunch of is uh 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 penalties and different things like that, right? Like that, that is a, a, a case that could come. But that doesn't mean that you telling him to sit on this, like you, that's not a benching that I think he wouldn't understand. It's one of those like, Tevin, listen, we appreciate you coming out here and trying to fight for us, but you're yeah, hurting us. For sure. You know what I mean? And so I think that you put him out I there, see what, see what he is. And yeah, if he's bad, you sit him. If he's not, hallelujah, right? And I, I believe Cody White here. So this is this is the part where, you know, we also got to take this into account as well. The last that we had heard from Cody White here on that hand injury was that he could snap the football. He could, he, even with the cast on and he had a softer cast on his hand, he could still snap the football. So you're now getting to a point where maybe Lucas Patrick is in at left, left. Ugh, I don't want to see him in at left guard or left tackle. Like it may stick with Jatir. I don't know. Like Larry Borum, who, who knows, right? But you, you'll probably see a situation where Cody Whitehair, if Tevin is healthy, goes back to center, which mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That exchange between him and Justin. Yes, they did spend most of the offseason practicing that. Lucas Patrick is not exactly good at it. All right? Mm-hmm. That's another miss if we want to have the miss hit uh, conversation on uh, Ryan, Ryan Poles, that's a miss to me just completely, even though he's been hurt the entire time, but that's still a miss from what we've seen on the you field. Know the miss conversation is about to come up in about five minutes. Oh, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta come because uh, listen, Chase Claypool is, uh, 
missing in action if we want to talk about a miss. You know what I mean? But uh, My man I just ain't even missing. Like, hey, they, hey, they, hey, they sent him home. They know where he at. Hey, they Charles Barkley too. That's they the, know what he how you hey, go? Listen, how you? Right how you, Charles? How you go? Charles Barkley chase Claypool, bro. <laughs> you Crazy, ain't chase Claypool. <laughs> you're just the you're just the want to be that look like Chase. Be gone. <laughs> you ain't it's, Chase. It's, be gone. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we'll jump into it once you finish your thought, man. But no, I'm just, I'm just saying, right, like to me, bringing back Tevin isn't my biggest concern right now. I like mm-hmm. that he's back healthy. I'd like to see him go. Um, same with Eddie Jackson. If he can go, Eddie basically said on um, Black and Abdallah yesterday that his plan is the play. Flus's plan for him is the play. Now, he's been DMPs the last two days, so I don't know if that means yeah. he's going to play or not. But his plan is the play. Hopefully he does. But I just, to me, right, like having that added little bit, if Tevin can go and can give you something, we saw Justin Fields versus defense last season. This one we saw. So they're a different defense. Not really. <laughs> they, they, got an extra, they, they got experience together. They clicked They had it last minute. year. This I defense mean, been together for a minute. They've been had these dogs. They've they just been right very, now, though, they've just been very up and down on this mug. Hey, I'm not saying that I think the Bears are coming in there and winning, but I think that everybody going, oh my God, how are we going to stop this defense? How are we going to stay keep Justin alive versus defense? We've kind of done that. You run the football. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, you know what the funny thing is, I. I Walking into this season, there are some teams that are surprising us and how bad they're playing, us included, right? Hey. Bengals stick out to the Bengals are trash. Bengals are trash. I'm so That's glad hard. we ain't go pay for Orlando Brown. I'm a, hey look, we could be upset about Nate Davis. Orlando Brown has been god off. Trash. Now listen, he may go on to win a Super Bowl with them, but through four weeks, god awful. Mike McGlinchey, doo-doo water. Like <laughs> And then on top of that, you get to see a lot of deficiencies with uh, Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow does have a habit of holding that ball too long, chasing them hero plays. And he said it himself, but Joe Burrow also was hobbled, yeah. trying to act like this is the 1980s. And But you're not Dan Marino, my boy. Dan, th- th- this is a whole different thing. You got to play the game in your era. <laughs> so I don't know. They, they, write, they, are, they are trash. Um, we didn't expect the uh, commanders to be as good. I didn't expect Sam Howell to be as good as he is. I just didn't. I didn't expect Sam Howe to be as good as he is. I didn't expect CJ Stroud to be as good as he is. I expect him to be good. Yeah. But he looking good. Like he looking like he'd been here before. CJ Stroud looking like a dog right now. He 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 you know. And so this goes into that conversation of misses because now we have to talk about Chase Claypool, what that could have been. You know, that's essentially a first round pick that got fumbled, right? Or late uh, stiff second. We'll keep it what it is. I hate when people do that. I'm not gonna do it. Um I mean, it is. It's a first-round pick. They got second-round money. Yeah, it's a which is actually worse for you because it's a first-round pick that you didn't have to pay first-round money to. Facts. That's actually that actually would be a better situation for the Bears. Yeah. So, like, like we we have to look into some of the things that that Ryan Post has done, and we have to give Ryan. If we gave Ryan the King Post, you know, moniker and all those accolades and fanfare, we got to give him the smoke that comes with trying to be the king. And right now, some of the pieces he put together ain't really hit the way they should have hit. Yep. Chase Claypool was a big swing. We liked it. We thought, you know I mean, hey, Pat called it. He's like, get Chase Claypool. I forgot hey, everything no. I said in that saying that he's a Justin Jefferson talent is crazy right now. Yeah, that was crazy. Hey, hey yo, I, hey, hey, I went too hard thing? on you. I did. I went, too hard. I went way too hard on it. Hey, hey, you be wrong sometimes. Listen, I've been, I've been in this mug five years. That's probably my worst take of all time. I hope so. At five years, that's probably my worst take. I'm not doing too bad in five years, and that's my worst take. But you know what? Chase Claypool was in a situation where you thought, hey, at, with his stature, with him. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got, we got 143 people in here, 37 likes. If y'all don't hit that doggone like button on us, bro. playing with us right yeah, now. They on games with us, bro. Don't do that. Listen, listen, don't, don't make me call up do Carter. Don't. Come on. <laughs> y'all forget this is Chicago. Show. Don't do that. Don't make me call Carter, folks. He's telling y'all right now. Push the button. Push the come button. Come on, push the button. We about to make a bunch of y'all come check it out. You heard what she said. We about to <laughs> we about to do what? About to make a bunch of y'all do what? Come check it out. You don't get it? 
Never mind, bro. You wild for that. You wild for that. You ugly for that, too. You mad ugly for that, bro. Hey, that is a pause. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a pause. That's OB. That's a, my bad. That's crazy. That's anyway, crazy. Get back to my comment, though. Yo. That was ugly for you. It's real ugly. You gonna leave me hanging, too? Ugly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, hey, Chad was like, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. That might be the one of the year right there, my oh, boy. That's, that's tough. That, that was one. That was one. That's right, tough. All right, let's go. Hey, hey. Woo! About to get back to the start. I'm about to keep it moving. I'm about to keep it paving. Hold on, wait. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going back We're going back to some of these misses. Though. Like, real talk, Chase Claypool, we thought that was going to be something. Come, turns out he's a real cancer in the locker room. That's how that's it sounds. Did, did you hear Eddie Jackson's comments about it? Uh, I didn't hear Eddie Jackson. I heard Cole Komet talk about it. Yeah, he, he <laughs> Cole was like, I like him as a man, as, as a friend, you know, and we'll be there for him. I said, hey, you don't like him as a teammate? Hold on now. That's a very yeah. interesting word, missing it. No, Eddie basically said, uh, you can think that you're one level of wide receiver and think you're supposed to get treated a certain way. And you're not. That's that's like basically just saying he thought he was that dude. He wasn't that dude. They tried to acquiesce to the fact that he thought he was that dude. It didn't work. To me, that's what I heard when he's And I mean, you can't be that dude when you got the dude in the receiving room with you. Like I it's a pecking order to this. You got to understand what where you you got to understand where you are at all times. Like yeah. realistically, Chase Claypool had the chance to revitalize his career, extend it really like set his his career on fire here cuz if you win in Chicago, you we stud. love you. Like, like real talk, you don't have to win championships in Chicago. If you just perform well, they're going to love you. Like, like, that's how cold it is to be good in Chicago. Like Justin We ain't Elgin seen Connor Bedard a- play a game yet. And he's already – I'm. I, I don't buy current players' jerseys. I'm getting a Bedard sweater. You see what I'm saying? Like, all you have – like, Chicago, we're that – we are the best version of Philly. Cause Philly be Philly be wild. Yeah, we're yeah. like a bigger, larger. Uh, we're a larger city than Philly. We're like the best version of Philly. Like we will ride with you to thick and thin. If you show up, you grit it. That's why we love Jimmy uh, Butler so much. That's why we love uh, all of the legendary Bears and stuff like that who yeah, just yeah. came and showed up. You ain't gotta be the the best, but you gonna be the. We, we gonna treat you that way. This man came in here like this was L.A. Go on somewhere, bro. Go on somewhere. We could get hey, that way. And that's exactly what they sent them that way. But that's a miss on polls, though, because that's a that's a pick that we could have used for something else. You look at some of the other uh, picks that he had. Not pulling the trigger, potentially. I'm not saying that he should. It's an experiment. He stuck with his QB. I like it. But should this go left based off of how we prepare Justin, if we give Justin the right protection? Yeah. Well, even if Justin doesn't just develop on his own when he does get get, uh, get the opportunity to. CJ Stroud out there looking like a stud. That's some that could be a miss. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I I like what we've done and what we're trying to build, but you got to understand your G, this GM is going to be here longer than any QB. That's just how it works. If you make any moves and you say what goes first, Pose is going to be here, Fields is not. But if we're talking about Pose legacy, this yeah. could be one of those ways that like you starting off real Ryan Patious. Like, kind of like you got to we got to we got to get it together. No, because because he's hit on his early picks and some of his late ones. Braxton ain't a miss. Braxton, I just don't like his game. Braxton's okay, Right. I don't want okay to protect my franchise quarterback. Darnell Wright. Pickens is still going to scar me. Darnell Wright. Yeah, but Kyler Kyler Gordon can play, too. Kyler Gordon can play. Jaquan Brisker can play. And you and. While not getting pickings, you did go out and get DJ Moore. So you got a number one wide receiver, and you put yourself in a position to go get another number one wide receiver, even if your quarterback is bad. Like, if your quarterback's bad, and we got one and two, and say, right, like, I'm not I'm not saying at the end of the day that this is, you know what I mean, uh, uh, um, just in safe space and all of that. Like, I want Justin to be good. But if he's bad, they're going to go draft a quarterback. And they're also going to go draft probably Marvin Harrison Jr. 
<laughs> like, like for real, like people need to get over that part. Like people need to stop, stop thinking that anytime you're trying to just like be objective and look at the situation as a whole and you, oh, you hate fields. Like shut that noise up. Like yeah. that's immature. Shut up. Be like, be real for a second. If the kid isn't good or he doesn't fit our time frame, the GM's going to move on from him. No, nah, I don't think everybody keeps saying he's gone next year. I don't think that. I don't know that. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think that because it's that, like now those people are haters. Like, I, those why? Why are you? Why would you? Why would you give? Why would you give up on him? Even if you drafted a quarterback, right? Like, say I draft a quarterback next year, and Justin Fields comes out and is the exact same dude next year. Guess what? I put the quarterback in. <laughs> it depends on who you draft. <laughs> it don't if matter. You, well, that, if, I, draft, if, if I if I draft, draft a, a high prospect next season. You don't stick with Fields because now you're ruining that kid you just drafted. Why? If he a high prospect, why is he being ruined? Because he's behind someone who can't even teach him the game. I mean, listen, kid. He can I, teach him kid, to be a kid, professional, kid, but there's I, like kid, you I don't, have no tape. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> there's no quarterback here. That is the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. There's no, there's no uh, uh, J- Joe Montana to Steve. Yeah, that, that don't exist here. Whatever quarterback's coming in is figuring it out on the fly. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. No, I'm like, there's, I feel there's you. There's no, like, there's no. I'm sitting behind you, you to learn from you at that point. Like, why draft the number one QB if you don't want to play him like a number one QB? You get you the new thing in the league, and it's worked. For those who pre- prepare appropriately, you got to give them the real game reps. Yeah. So it's no – if you keep fields, that's just because you want to experiment with maybe this starter don't work. But if he drafts a QB and fields is on this team, fields is on a bench. Because the QBs that we're lined up potentially to draft, they're coming in ranked just as high and expected to do better. There's really only one. You only drafting. It's only Caleb. I mean, hey, listen. I thought Penix was, was is cold. I think he is, yeah. and I think I think Drake May is it Mays? Drake, yeah, Drake May. Mays is good. Drake May. Yeah, but, uh, but I don't think Caleb Williams comes out if if the Bears have that pick. And and if that's the case, and guess what? Justin Fields gonna be here. I don't think. I, I mean, hey, listen. That boy flexing already. He said I can make more in nil than as a rookie. Yep. And I thought about that. I was like. Dad, why would you leave? You got to negotiate so much. It was like, dog, why would you leave that situation? Now, obviously, you NFL money long term is yeah. going to be better than this NIL deal. But, like, you know, I'm not going to set myself up to get killed if I'm going to go to the Bears and I can make more without. No, nah, I'm going to just go back to school. Like, for real, I am. Like, Sanders is not coming to. Nobody's coming to the Bears. That's named Caleb or Sanders. No, they might. Listen, because here's the thing. Nobody's coming to the Bears. The same way – no, because you got to understand this. The same way that every coach – there's always a coach that thinks I can fix that. The allure of being the quarterback for Chicago is the greatest thing in the world because we never had one. That's the the quarterback mecca if you become the quarterback for the Chicago Bears and you become elite because you become a god. If anything, you get to live life as a god for a season and a half, maybe two anyway. But realistically, like, yeah. Drake May may come because he, he I think he would. Now, here, honest, now here's, the, here's the other thing. Manny, Manny Tech saying this in the comments. I agree. Why, why we, we would draft Caleb for no reason. So he's not going to be good here. Who's standing in front of him? He's he's not right. Like he's not this. Everybody keeps saying that like, he's this generational prospect hey, and he's hey, a dog. generational talent. Hold on, who did that, dog? What? Who did the busting fields in the thing? You wild, y'all wild. Y'all gotta relax. Hey, the mugs are sitting there throwing that in the in the chat, and they don't realize that's a super pause. You doing what? The fields? <laughs> that's crazy. Shout out to Hector for the super chat. Shout out to Hector. Would you trade down one of your top draft picks to gain another first round pick? totaling three first-round picks for 2025. Uh, depends on where I'm at. If I'm at the top, you're taking Caleb Williams. My thought process is you're going to screw this kid up too, though. But I'm still drafting him. Why? He's the best player in the draft. Something drastic would have to happen for me to be like, yeah, you don't take Caleb Williams in this situation. 
if Justin shows up the way I, I hope he does for the rest of the season, I would trade back and get just get a receiver. Well, you got you got the two picks, so you could trade. Yeah, like he said, you could trade one of them. Yeah, sure. If Justin yeah, does that, in that situation, I'm giving. I'm trade. I'm gonna I'm take I, your advice, and I hope I'm he a, does. Right, I'm like take that play. Yeah, it sure. It, but that's a whole different situation than what you're in right now. Yeah, for sure. Right, like oh, like if, if I'm just entertaining. The yeah, thought. yeah, like, yeah. I mean. If you know. I if I've got because I think this is also the thing that people need to understand. This is not a it's not an offensive lineman draft. It's not. I have not heard anybody's. It's like, not an offensive line. line. There's going to be linemen in the draft, but you're reaching. Now, granted, in the Bears' position, maybe you feel like you need to reach. I don't think that's how Ryan Poe's philosophy is. Clearly, right? He's willing to wait on certain guys to do different things with certain guys, take them later in the draft. Blah blah blah. But for me, right, like. And I hate that we even having this conversation. That's the part that pisses me off the most, that they're so bad we got to talk about this already. We're four weeks into the season. There's so much football left to play. It's, it really is. <laughs> There's so much football it. left to play, bro. But they did it to himself, though. They did it. The, the coaches did it to themselves, but not having a team prepared. Here's the scenario um, nobody nobody talks about, right? <laughs> and this is this is – now this is just getting – we having a conversation. All right, cool. Say the offense continues to be what we saw. Okay. Right? Continues to grow. Justin Fields looks better. What do you do? Because Flus clearly ain't the answer, even just as a defensive guy. And I don't think Luke Getze is destined to be a good head coach. What do you do? <laughs> Justin Fields starts to have success in in this system. You're not gonna bring in another head coach and 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 keep Getzy on the staff. He's gonna get a head coaching opportunity, and you're you probably you gonna have to promote him. You do what you should have done in the first place. And this is one of the things that, you know, I'm I've been reserved and I have not said this because I don't know the truth behind it. I've, apparently, this Bill Polian figure has, like, this shadow realm grip on Chicago with coming to pick coaches the shadow and stuff realm, like bro. that. Like, this man be coming out of nowhere. This is your guy. Like, like, like realistically, he just come out of nowhere with this, right? He's a Sith Lord. He's a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, like I, and I, but I don't believe that report. Ryan Pose supposedly came in. You know, said that hey, is my way. I got to be able to do my thing, hire my people. So, holding to that report, you should have hired an offensive minded coach. I mean, you should have, hired, you should have did all you. Like, I haven't heard any reports of him going out there and getting some of those reputable names that had they they are having their QBs click. That, that have a pedigree but of De, doing really D'Amico, well. D'Amico Ryan's QB is players. clicking. Say that again. D'Amico Ryan's QB is clicking. Right? Like the offensive guy. Here's the thing. The you, offensive you know, guys hey, look, who's you got. You know my take on that. The offensive you guys who are guys that. that are clicking. Yeah, but I mean, what your, your point is that you're you're going out and getting an offensive guy. The offensive guys who are guys that are clicking, realistically, everything else is built. I got seven weapons in San Francisco to throw to. It don't matter if I'm good or yeah, not. I don't compare, I don't compare uh, uh, Purdy to anything. Like, I think Purdy – do he, I think Purdy would have been good? Yeah, I think he had the demeanor to be good. I think he came in with the Mr. Irrelevant and stuff like that. He had that chip on the shoulder. He would have been good, and he's showing it. But he also has had the best supporting cast. Best supporting cast he can get. Oh, you got an offensive guy in freaking – with the Bengals. That's dealt with these mugs for three years. You know what I'm saying? Like, like – and Joe Burrow was given like everyone has been given, even if they are in a similar situation, a better shot because they were not limited. Yeah. Sunshine went out there throwing bombs. That's all it he just threw. Picked off or not, he was throwing that mug. And Joe to Burrow me, did the same thing. That's why I'm more willing to stick with Ryan Poe's long term. Because that's how you get those situations. You might have to go through a couple of quarterbacks. I don't want to. I want Justin to be the guy, but you might. But that's how you get to those situations. Why are they good? Because they draft alignment every year. Offensive and defensive. Right? Like, like when you get in the trenches and you really do a rebuild, and I'm not saying he should have six, seven years at this thing, but if we're being 100% honest, 
when you talk about the guys that are the most successful long term, when you talk about the guys that are the teams that are the most successful long term, it's because they have people in place that can keep putting out products on the field outside of just the quarterback. And then you find a quarterback that fits into that situation perfectly. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, you mentioned D'Amico Ryan and D'Amico and how he has his, his, his QB clicking. And I, I just put this out there. And I'm not going to do the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. But look at the profile of QB that our guys who are at the helm have worked with. Do they look or have the ability of Justin? Do I they want look someone, or have the ability of Justin? Now, this is not a racial thing. I don't want to do what I mean by look like. Their game. Does their game look like Justin's game? No. Not from what I've I've researched, not from what I've seen. I mean, the Matt only I guess I guess just Luke has not worked with a threat like Justin. They haven't coached to the skill set of a threat like Justin. Well, Flus never had to one coach is better a, than the other. Flus never had to coach that a quarterback. That's not in your wheelhouse. I want the people who have familiarity with someone of that skill set. And yep. those people were out there. And that's the one thing I, I, I hold post. It was like, yo, you saw what Justin could be. And you still stuck with this. I ain't, I ain't rocking with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, but my, it's like I said, I mean, we, we, we keep having this conversation. We'll probably have it all year. Realistically. Right. It's like, going to be all year. Cause it, it, hey, it's, it's not getting better. Right. And maybe one week we'll have a win to talk about. I don't know. Maybe it's this one. But for me, when I look at, when I look at coaching, I, I'm especially the head coach, right? Like, I would love to have an offensive guy in here that has a long-term system that works forever. But I would rather have a guy that keeps putting pieces in the right position to be successful. I would rather have a guy that goes out there and is the best leader on both sides of the football. I would rather have a guy that the players come out and respect. My biggest issue with Flus is, is the lack of respect that seems to be in the building for him, right? And And... It's a reason. The reason I brought up the what happens if Justin is successful and gets his system, I know they don't respect him. You you saw four players go into the media <laughs> to talk about what he was doing. Your head coaching position should be a a respected position. I don't think any of the coaches on your staff are respected. Do you think that turns around? Do you think that's something that could be patched? Because they did look better once they got the loudest answer out of the room. I mean, to me, right, if I disrespect you, you disrespect me. Those things are usually take a while to patch. It's not a, it's week four, we move past it, it's patched up. Right, like Luke Getzey, realistically, in the span of four weeks, and really three weeks, right, because it changed in week four, had four different players call out his offense. Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, and then you heard DJ Moore basically, they ain't using you right yet, you telling me, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and But he adjusted. He, he, like, did, did, he did adjust. No, coach that's like, all right, this is not working. <laughs> Let me adjust. 100%. The problem is in two years – one year, it was week seven. This year, we just have our 10-day buy sooner. Why do you keep having to adjust your game plan to what we're seeing with the talent that you knew you had? Like, offensive line issues aside, offensive line is god-awful on this Bears team, right? But it's a lot of people who have bad offensive lines that are cooking right now. That so are cooking not, right now, right? But offensive, offensive line anything. issues aside... There should be no part of this offense that says Justin Fields should be taking a five-step drop and not looking to DJ Moore. And yet we saw that for two weeks in a row. That's a fact. That's a fact. There's no that, – that shouldn't be an adjustment. <laughs> the adjustment is I traded and went and got DJ Moore for you. Use him. <laughs> yeah. <I mean. laughs> like, like yeah. the start of the season, should, that should have been the adjustment. It shouldn't have been a, a – and, and we've seen you have to do – now coaches have to adjust. But the Bears seem to adjust reactionary and not proactively. You, the, the funny thing is... That's a bar. Allow that to marinate. <laughs> Thank you very oh. much. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the funny thing is, you know what? I, I hear everything you're saying, and I don't disagree. Yeah. The, the one thing is, because it's so early in the season, and you've, you've, you've put me on game with this many a times, that uh, sometimes you can win your team over 
Yeah. And sometimes they just have to see. And the one thing I will say is he walked in this season trying to fit his scheme or get his scheme to work. And maybe he wanted the short game to work first, and then they throw along and they try to mix it up. He's trying to build it up and stuff like that. And it just didn't seem to work. Yeah. I can respect the fact that he made the adjustments. Oh, I respect the adjustment. I don't respect it that it I don't respect that it took your players going. Hey, we need to adjust in the media. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually do. I could. Here's the thing. It's all about how you finesse it. If you are egotistical about it and you go about it in Matt a way that's like, oh, you showed me out in front of the media. And Matt Nagy. Like that, yeah. That's different. Like what Chase Claypool did, borderline. I thought he was just being honest, but you can't do that and be this guy that's disruptive in the, in, in the in the meetings and stuff like that. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. And you can't, like, be out there not blocking and stuff like that. So he set himself up for failure. Yeah. Like, he really did. But the other guys were just frustrated. And, like, we got to – I, I want to be able to have a guy after him who's able to manage emotions on that level because these players are frustrated. These players get paid to play this game, for one. And they have incentives tied to them winning or accomplishing certain things. Yeah. So they want to get out there and do that. They want to. They want that those accolades that come with being an NFL football player. They got dreams and aspirations that they're chasing. So, like, depending on how you go about it, like, if you can walk in there and be like, hey, dog, we tried it. Apparently it wasn't working. I wasn't putting you on the best situation. Let's do what you all do best. Yeah. I think he can win them over. And I think he can sit there and, like, we don't have this conversation. But, again, is he going to stick to it even when? And Justin is going to have some more bad games. Are you going to stick with it when you're going through that growing pain? That's the one thing I want. Are you are you going to overcorrect? You know, how what how do you manage that from that point? I think that's going to be the real ill mark on Flus as a, as a coach and Getsy as a, as a play caller with his QB. Like, if you could sit there and manage that well, I think that you set yourself up for – a good relationship down the line. It all really depends on that mental game right there for me. Let me ask you this. I asked this on ESPN. I don't know if I asked this on the radio today, but I I know that we had talked about the question. Mm -hmm. What type of run would Flus have to go on to keep his job? Because if if what we see continues, right? I mean, we're heading towards maybe a six-win season. I don't know if that's going to be enough for you to keep with everything that's transpired this season and whether it's on him or not. I just think Kevin Warren is going to look at it and be like, like not even Ryan Poles, just Kevin Warren. Like y'all get him up out of here. Y'all get all of them up out of here. And we're going to do this my way. Now that I see how y'all been doing it, there's an adult in the room. What type of run would you have to see for the Chicago bears to stick with Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, whoever you're going to bring into the DC next year? From this football team, a Lions run. I think you got to have a Jaguars run. I think a Lions run is really good because, again, most of us didn't have us making the playoffs, yeah. and everyone talks about the Lions starting one and six and all that stuff, and you know how bad they were, but then they start clicking, and then that's all we talked about. Lions didn't start started. one and six last year. Whatever they started, Lions had a decent record. I think. I think what they- was it? Lions was just an up and down team. What was it? What was the year before? The Lions started with a losing record. I mean, they had a losing record, but I don't think it was that bad. Like the Jaguars, was like three and seven. That was they started the, the season. Start, I think the Lions. Did Maybe start I'm that wrong. Record. Maybe I'm down. Bird, where yet? Uh, Bird would know. But even still, like the Lions, the Lions would no. The Lions were definitely the team. Uh, it may not have been last season. Now you're making me question it because I'm pretty. It sure might be it two years season. ago. It might be two years. ago. It might be two years ago. But again, like you all see how they went from. All right, this team is going nowhere. Maybe developing and stuff like that too. Yeah, they were the, uh, one and six. All right, cool. So like, they started Lions the season one and like, six last year. They started one and six last year, and then they almost made the playoffs. So they started to cook. They caught a heater, and so like, yeah, that's the one. I'm like, that type of run, but it doesn't have to be exactly. Hey, that. No wonder Don Burr beating his chest. <laughs> hey, Don Burr beat. When you go back and look at it, Detroit's been making some. Hey, no wonder, no wonder Don Burr beating his chest, bro. I ain't mad at him. Like, that's crazy. I don't remember that. Maybe I, I just wasn't was, paying was, attention was, to him. It was either one of uh, someone said one to five. It was one of those. It's one of five, one of six, and we were like they were at the bottom of the conference, and they ended almost like being the only team to make. So, like, I look at that. Well, outside of Minnesota, uh, so I look at that. and I'm like, hey, can you have that type of season? Yeah. Because everyone thought that Dan was out of there. 
they're like, hey, he ain't getting this. He he doing a lot of rah rah. We biting off kneecaps and stuff like uh, that. He was talking about biting kneecaps. That's hey, that man was out there real aggressive, but we weren't getting no wins. Right. And then all of a sudden he strung it together. But here's the thing: I don't even think it has to be to that extent. I can see them going like maybe one game off of that. It's about how the team looks because we know what our deficiencies are. Like we know our our defense has gaps in it. So like depending on who we play, your defense is your defense. Like you can't you gonna if you get beat. You, like I expect the Vikings to burn in here and light it up. Yeah. Because our defense can't stop nobody. I expect Detroit hey, to come in here and light it up. It's about to be a lot of points. It's about to be a lot of points over the next couple. It's of a lot of points. Like I can't do. And Justin can't play defense. Getsy don't play def, uh play defense. And you can only deal with so much. You you you're limited to your personnel. And so like our competition they've gotten better jordan love doesn't look tra- like trash they've yeah. actually got that man kind of rolling a little bit kirk cousins is not trash jared golf is playing the best ball he's ever played for the for the lions realistically like so you look you combine all of that it's like this the opportunity the the competition is stiff when it comes to you know what they have at those skill positions versus what we have but how does our offense click? How are the guys feeling? Are these close games that, like, we really could have learned from and stuff like that? Are we really in it? Yeah. Those are the situations. I guess I guess I'm. Pre- I, it's a long way of me saying I'm okay with moral victories if we're moving in the right direction and Justin's finally looking like the QB that we need. So if we have a lion season where it's like, all right, we started off trash, we heated it up toward the end, we didn't make the playoffs, I can see them all staying and rolling it into it, and then we use those picks to get receivers or, or offensive linemen and stuff like that. I can see that situation. That's my Cinderella story for for the Bears. Yeah. Hey, man, I hope that they uh, fulfill it. We'll be live tomorrow for sure. Uh, previewing this game, we got to talk about all of the <laughs> all of the ups and downs that have been with this team. And, of course, previewing what this Bears team has to come. We will be live for the game on Thursday, so tune in with us for the watch party on that as well. And then, uh, man, I'm going to be live on the post-post game show on ESPN, bro, from like – 12 hey, to 2. You're going to be live in the post post game show, man. That's going to be a late post post. Bro, 12 to 2, bro. Jesus. 12 to 2. And you got to do the radio in the morning that day? I got to do Friday. I got to do the Bears podcast. Hey, man. That, hey, listen. Shout out to you, my boy. Hey, show them done. Hey, man. Show you got to work hard out here, brother. If, you, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the best that you can. Uh, but as for at, for P Kid, it's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Tell all your friends the Daily Show is back, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.